Hey, you guys have tuned in to Shanice Talks Life and Business. This is episode five. We're talking about love and business with the Black Business Click, y'all. This couple is doing it real big in Sacramento, California. So I'm let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Ladies first. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> I am Tina. That's all. What else am I supposed to say? Shanice, you know we don't be doing this for real. Right. <laughs> I'm Tina. That's it. She is Tina. She is half the owner, 50% owner as of right now of the Black Business Click. And I am the other half, G, um, where we promote Black-owned businesses, not only in Sacramento, but worldwide and internationally as well. And on top of that, we teach entrepreneurs how to grow their business using social media. Okay. All right. So how long have you guys been together? I don't know why you're looking at me. Seven years married for four. Okay. <laughs> All right, you did good. You did good. <laughs> so when you hear the words black love, like what does that mean to you? That means that means what our great 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 grandparents, our ancestors, what they had, what they are brought up on, and what we're trying to bring back. And I guess make it cool again, <laughs> right? Because if we let the media portray what their definition of black love is, it ain't what you see right here in front of you. Um, and that's just what we got to get back to. You know, it, it's hard because one of the things that Tina always says is you got to be the change that you want to see. And you have to be very intentional in the content that you put out there, what's in the media and how we are in front of our kids and how we are in front of the world. So black love just means exactly what that is two beautiful black people loving on each other being intentional about that i love that okay glenn okay that's interesting because i i think of black love as just having pride in our culture mm, in our yes. family, you know where we come from knowing where we come from because that gives you the ability to take pride in where you're going so um love, love to me really is just loving who you are, what you stand for, so you can stand for something. I was always told, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yes. And so that's Black love to me. All right. I love it. All right. So what is your love language, Tina? Mm. Yes. My love language, um, I would say acts of service. Okay. Like when Glenn just does things out of the... I don't have to like, hey, can you vacuum the floor? Can you wash the dishes? And then, I don't know, it's just something like when he take his uh, his electric drill out, like it just, it does something. It could be hanging up a curtain, hanging up. I'm going to put something up after this. But seriously, like that's what I enjoy. I like acts of service. That's my Okay. Life. What about you, Glenn? <laughs> Man, like I said, since she just said that, which I know it's acts of service, but I'm going to go find something to hang up so we get up on this, uh, this interview. But for me, I think, and again, I, I was never really in tune to what love languages was, and not, I had no idea what that even meant. I'm like, love, what you mean? I love you, and I'm speaking English. What, the, what, else, you, what else you need? But, you know, we have to be intentional about learning and elevating and learning more about, you know, each other. And she educated me on what that was and what that meant. Yeah. So for me, I just like physical touch. 
Um, I would absolutely say that that's, that's my love language. We could be right here. I could be rubbing on her leg while I'm touching or she could be rubbing on something, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, physical touch does it for me. <laughs> she could be rubbing on something. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So what do you guys get it together, Shanice. <laughs> what do you guys think about ginger rolls in relationships? Mm, that's a good one. Um, when I hear gender roles, I hear, oh, this is for the woman. This is mm. for the man. And we are what I would consider a pretty traditional couple. Okay. Um, I am a des- domestic engineer where I stay home. I raise our kids. I take care of the household. Whereas he works, he has a nine to five, you know? And I feel like with that, I do have a hard time asking him, hey, can you help me? wash the dishes or bathe the kids or any of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I hear gender roles, it clearly identifies what a, where, what and where a woman should be and vice versa, what a man should be doing. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fact. And as you mentioned, it's, it's pretty traditional. Um, as a man, I feel like my goal is to not only protect, but it's to provide, mm-hmm. right? So that's always going to be at the top of the list. No matter what comes after me, what comes after that, as long as they have somewhere to lay their head, as long as they got food to eat, everything else is, is kind of pretty much irrelevant and they got clothes to wear and they're not, and they're not going without. That's mm-hmm. what's priority to me when I hear, you know, gender roles. But I mean, shit, at the end of the day, we're in a truck, we're in a modern society. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not going to just <clears throat> not do what needs to be done if shit needs to get done, right? Because I think that's when you start keeping score, that's what, that's mm-hmm. what can cause conflict in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I'll be honest, I'm not the one to do this. My mom watched, had me wash every damn dish ever, ever, ever. So <laughs> at point, I'm just so anti-dish. But like she mentioned, I love vacuuming. Mm-hmm. I, now I find vacuuming to be very therapeutic for some odd reason. But I like vacuuming. Um, what else do I like doing? You do a lot with the kids. Oh, for sure. Um, like, a lot with the kids, jam. whether yeah. it's educational. I mean, he teach our kids a lot of new things. Um, take them out to do physical activities a lot of the times on walks or doing just stuff in the backyard. Um, our middle son, he loves to like pick out bugs and things like that in the backyard. So they hang out and do those things, cleaning their rooms, making sure that the kids understand chores as well, which our oldest son brought it to our attention. I'm not cleaning up. Well, dad doesn't clean up. And I was like, hmm, this has to change. Yeah. This has to change because he's going to be on his own. He's probably not going to have a woman to take care of him and to do all those things for him. So he needs to learn how to clean. So it was a wake up call for all of us and how we structure our household. But um, like you said, I think that was a key point, you know, we can't keep score. At the end of the day, we on the same team. So whatever has to get done, we got to get the points up on the board. We just got to get it done. So whether that's, that's right. me taking on a little extra responsibility, cleaning out the garage or something like that, like whatever it is, it has to get done. And you have stepped up. It's been time I've been down and sick where you don't wash a couple of dishes and you know what I mean? Cooking. That's good, though. All of that goes a really long way. And you just got to remember that y'all from the same team. So whoever do it, do it. It got to get done. That part. Because relationships are not always 50-50 anyway. Sometimes it's 60-40. You know? It's 100-100 to keep mm-hmm. it real. Yeah. You got to be willing to give your all 
Um, and that's the only way it's going to work because I may not be feeling a hundred and then so right has to, you know, do my part, my 40. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. My 60, I have to give my hundred on a mm -hmm. day. So yeah, it's, it's not about gender roles for us. It's about what needs to get done and let's get it done. I could cook too. I, I could oh, throw. Yeah. I was going to ask to Glenn cook now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And down. For me, I cook easy stuff spaghetti, tacos, you know, casseroles, different things like that. When mm -hmm. he cooks, it's a gourmet meal. Five star. Really? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. The best steak, the best um, stuffed bell peppers. You haven't made that for me in a long time. I think the next time you cook, I want that. Mm -hmm. I made lobster stuff, lobster. Mm -hmm. We even had. Okay, come on with it. Grilled crab, right. grilled oyster, all types of shit. Uh -huh. But I'm making me hungry. This is for me. I make too many dishes. Way too many when dishes. When I cook. But if you just put the dishes to the side and you look at the meal, forget all about the dishes. No, you're supposed to clean as you go. That's going to get in the way. That's going to the side. The quality of the food is going to go down. Mm -hmm. The quality of the food got to stay up. We worry about the dishes later. Oh, so you can enjoy the food. Do we worry about them? No, you do the dishes. After you're nice and full afterwards from that gourmet meal. I'm not in it. <laughs> Next question, Shandy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to pick on Glenn. When did you know Tina was the one? Very soon, very, very, very early on. Um, so, so for one, me and Tina met on POF, Plenty of Fish. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Tina was on there fishing, and she caught a, <laughs> caught a whale. I go play mm -hmm. with you. A whale? Had to throw the fish back and got a whale. Okay. So, yeah, so we were going back and forth. You know, exchanging messages, sending messages, but we never really met. Mm -hmm. And um, after some time going by, we we're like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's just meet. Like, come on, let's stop fucking around. And um, we were in the same area, probably no more than 15 minutes away, realistically. Oh, wow. So we were like, all right, well, shit, I got to do laundry. You got to do laundry. Let's go meet up at the laundromat. And uh, we went to the laundromat, um, pulled up on her. I was just, we were just saying this yesterday on the podcast. Pulled up on her. She was there first, right? I wanted to make sure that. I could see her before I pull in in case I didn't have to start off. So that's sure what guys do, though, Tina. That's how I go. But you know, I like I like what I saw, so I pulled in. Had the caddy pulled in, so she saw the good side of the Cadillac because the other side of the Cadillac was towed up. So I made sure she, she could see the good one. And I was like, okay, babe was looking good, nice and curvy, tall thing. Oh. I always wanted tall kids, you know what I mean. I always wanted nice thick kids, so I'm like, this is okay. Everything that I wanted outside in had the weave down to her to her ankles. Yesterday was the calves, but today is going to be the ankles. And um, I mean, we had the laundromat, right? So it's like, well, I want somebody that's somewhat domesticated. You know, people that I dated previously was just the complete opposite of that, and I knew that's mm. not what I wanted. So you know, we were we were at the laundromat chopping it up, had great conversation. There was a bar across the street, so we went to the bar, shot some pool, had some drinks. And I'm like, man, I'm feeling her. Like, I'm, I'm feeling everything about her. Like, the vibe is there. And um, she stepped away for some reason. I forget what. And the um, bartender was asking, oh, so how long have you guys been together? Woo, 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 woo. And I told him that, you know, she was my fiance. 
Oh, okay. Know, told her that. I, mean, <laughs> I told the bartender that. So when um, she came back and we were talking with the bartender, I kind of caught her as a surprise. She was like, oh. But she went along with it. You know, that was a test. Let me see if she's going to go along with it. So, um, you know, she went along with it. And then um, I had actually met somebody in the bar that worked for the Warriors at the time. And me, I'm still new to the Bay Area. I'm new to Oakland. I maybe have been there for half a year or so, maybe a year. I don't know. But um, I was like, I've got to connect with this dude. Like, I'm trying to build my network. Like, let me chop it up with him. Let me bar hop. He was a cool dude. So we went bar hopping for a little bit. So I left our date to go kick it with this random dude that worked for the Warriors to kind of build a relationship. And uh, long story short, after about an hour, two hours, however long it was, I came back and she had all the clothes folded. And I mean, everything, the root into the tutor was folded nicely. Me, I throw everything everything in the hamper and get on. Ain't nothing going to get folded. No, that's just, it is what it is. So. Yeah, man. After after that, I knew it was on. And then, um, long story short, it was a time when um, I was just really sick. Right, I'm in the Bay Area. I ain't had no family out here. I ain't had nobody to hit me up, nurse me back to health. And um, again, us still being very new and fresh, she took it upon herself to kind of nurse me back to health. And I mean, I was down. Like I haven't gotten that sick in such a long time. And by her again, just showing those skills that look, I can be motherly. I could be domesticated. I could be everything that you need me to be. It was on from there. I knew it was a wrap. It was just a matter of just making that, making that known to her. Yes. Okay, Tina. Well, when did you know he was the one? <laughs> well, as what he did it for you? As he put it, I caught a whale. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, it was about just trying something different. You know. Um, I had always dated like the same type of guy, kind of like the hood guy. And I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta stop and try something new, try something along my caliber, somebody who um, understands me, you know, somebody who has goals, somebody who's ambitious, you know, they're not complacent with where they are. And so that was a selling point for me. You know, he was like into tech and, you know, I was into tech at the time and um, we just vibed. It was like I had met the guy version of myself. It's the vibes to me, yes. So both our birthdays was in October. He loved to travel. I was telling him like, hey, I've never been to Hawaii before. You know, and that was a test for me. Like, let's go to Hawaii. He was like, yeah, come on, let's go. And I'm sorry. <laughs> you wasn't used to that, huh? <laughs> no, I was not used to it at all. And so um I was so used to being objectified, you know, um, like over sexualized. Yes. I didn't get that at all from him at all. Like it was more so about just us vibing, us going out. Us get it now. And that's now as your wife, I that's different. Very early on, not at all. And so um, when we would go out, he was such a gentleman. I was not. He opened the doors and stuff? No. He would open the doors for me. Okay. Um, For whatever reason, he just stopped driving. He stopped driving. But for our date nights, he would always order us a car. So we would always like have a car come pick us up and take us to where we were going. And he would always take me to the finest places. I'm like, oh, this is not. I ain't never had a car. I thought the weekend was taking notes. It was over. It was over. 
committed. You know, I'm a hood girl. I'm gonna be stoked. You know, so we gonna get the taco truck. You know, we gonna get some taco. Open in the house. Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, he was like, yeah, let's go get some paella. I'm like, wait a minute, let me Google what is paella. <laughs> what is that? I'm like, that part. So it was just the new experiences for me. You know, and every time I had, I grew up right there in Oakland, right across the bridge from the Giants Stadium. I had never been to a Giants game. And he took me to the very first Giants game. Okay. Um, it was just always something new, a new adventure. Um, something like new to explore. And so it made me, you know, want more. And then um, one day he took me to his office. And at this time we had no labels, no titles, no, or at least he hadn't told me about the titles. Mm -hmm. You already had it in his head. Girl. Yeah, you was there. He was telling, he walked in like, oh yeah, you know, I bought my mom and my girlfriend. I'm thinking about his girlfriend. And then everybody came out, I hope the fellas is taking notes about this, though, for real. Yeah. And so from there, it was like, all right, this is it. And we made a pact to continue to choose each other. And despite everything that we went through. And it was the email that she sent me, like, what are we? What are we going to do? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Come on, don't be shy. What'd you write in that email? What did I write in the email? You bought the email up. So All I remember, it was a long email, but it was, what we doing? How long we going to be doing this? Okay, so hold on. Let's backspace. That's a true Scorpio girl. Yes. Wait a minute, Shanice. He's telling you guys that I wrote him an email, but he's not telling you half the reason why I wrote an email. He didn't have a phone. Mm. Oh, take note, fellas. It's a cheat code. Okay, he didn't have a phone. I had no way of calling him, and I'm like, ah, you know, I'd be at work thinking about him, like, oh, I wonder what he's doing because we both work in San Francisco. So sometimes we would catch the bark together, or we'd, you know, commute together and stuff. I'm like, dang, I can't even call him. I can't do nothing. So I wrote in this email, like, look, what are we doing? You know, um, I am at this place where I just don't want to keep wasting my time. I don't want to invest all this time in someone and then. And not end up working out. If it's not going to work out, no, I feel it. Let's rip the bandaid off now. You know, if we're just going to be friends with benefits, let's label what it's going to be. Let's call a thing a thing. So yeah, I drafted this long email, just letting them know how I felt. Like, look, let's get it. Even on the archives, I know it is, and it's probably to the same G Todd. Mm-hmm. We are. We gonna look for it. But yeah, for me, it was just I was tired of spinning my wheels. Like, all right, I'm not gonna get caught up in that again, where I invest all this time in a guy, and then it goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So I that's- totally feel that. I ain't got time for it. Mm-mm. You know, they say a guy knows in um, within the first six months to a year if he's gonna marry you or not. Shit, I think he know before that. He always say that. Right. You know, I would think you know, so. Whether you're going to get strung along, that's something different. But you, absolutely, you know. It ain't no, let's build up like you know. Because it's always, number one thing is physical attraction. No matter what everybody say, well, I got to learn her heart. No. If you can't take her around, you be like, yeah, that's that's me. And you ain't going to take her around. 
right? So <laughs> that's the first thing. And then two is just the compatibility. Okay, cool. She a vibe. We get along. We have fun. We're friends first, right? Because there's going to be times where you're testing your relationship and you got to go back to that. It's like, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, I love this person, but this person is my friend. No matter how much bullshit is going on, no matter how much y'all get on each other's nerve, this person is my friend. And then shit, too. At the end of the day, what do you want? Can other needs be satisfied? And if you check out three, well, shit, what else you need? You know, men is easy to please at the end of the day. It don't take rocket science. That's you true. You want the simplest shit. And if you can provide the simplest shit, it's on the cracker. Mm-hmm. I heard this phrase that says, men fall in love with what they see. Women fall in love with what they hear. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. <clears throat> that is very true. Oh, wow. So what do you guys do to keep the relationship spicy after having three kids? Somebody got it. it busy. Try to get busy as much as possible. Um, introduce different things into the bedroom. You know, don't don't just fall in love with the same old thing. Try to see what was new, whether that's sex toys, whether that's um we always, they always, um, shout out to Angie, Angel, Angelic Pleasure. She like, y'all got to try to step outside the box and be somebody different, right? So you be Gina. Role play. Right, right, right. So our alter ego sort of say, mm-hmm. right? So different things like that should switch up some positions, different places at a house. Um, just talking to each other because it starts with communication and saying, yes. what do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want to try? What do you like? What don't you like? What can I incorporate more? What can I incorporate less? And shit, without voicing that, how can you ever put those expectations on somebody? Mm-hmm. Right? That's so, so true. Talk so through. True. Yep. You got anything to add to that team? <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is just continuing to love each other, right? Because it's gonna be certain things that he do that get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Or certain things that maybe he's not doing. And so I do need to be able to voice that. But Communication is key. Mm-hmm. Continuing to choose him each and every time. Um, <clears throat> I think for us, we're getting a little bit better, you know, with that as we continue to grow in love. Right? I like when you say love, you just light up. You smile. <laughs> you doing something yeah. right, Glenn. You doing yeah. something right. <laughs> um. But even with the date nights, you know, and I tell him all the time, it's hard for me to just whoop, turn it on, you know? It's me. I'm the opposite. I'll turn it on. Yeah. Just like that. Uh-huh. Shut the computer down. We on. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Right know, after this, right? Right. I need a little bit more. Especially after them wings. <laughs> wings and, and shrimp. <laughs> Gotta. It's on. Mm-hmm. The shrimp for sure. The shrimp, the wings, and you can't forget about my tacos. Are some wine, some wine. Yeah, the some wine. Stella down the wine. It's a wine for me. There you go. Hold <laughs> on. Yeah. I'm continuing to date. You know, Ooh, talk about it. That part, yes. Um, being intentional about dating, making time for us. You know, because it's one thing to have time in the bedroom, but it's completely different to just get away from everything. Uh, I mean, we're always, you know, with our kids, obviously we love our kids. Right. We wouldn't have to the way. But sometimes we need time to just continue to refill our cup. You know, because we give yeah. so much. We give our business so much. You know, uh, we give our families 
so much that we just got to refill G and Tina. Sometimes. And that's so important. So important. It's nice to just continue to date, continue to try to make time to communicate and check in and make sure each other good. And then also, because we have kids, it's hard to date, right? Mm-hmm. Like, realistically, it's hard to say, hey, let's go out. Let's go here this night. We got three kids, mm-hmm. three little kids at that. So, like, just, so you need a babysitter? I mean, going to watch all three of them. Like, break them up. <laughs> Uh, I remember those problems. Right, right. So, again, being intentional is our word this year. So, some of the ways that we can be intentional and still daily, well, shit, we got a beautiful house. We got a beautiful garage. We go set up dinner, go have dinner in the garage. Let's go eat in the backyard on our front. Nice, yeah. So, we had in our our office right now, we had date night in here. Oh, my gosh. So, and it was so crazy because I got out the shower and I'm just thinking, okay, we're going to just get in the bed or whatever and hang out there. He had the whole office all decked out. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> take notes, fellas. Take notes. Yeah. This is really nice. And we just literally sat there. What did we watch? Um, all American. Mm-hmm. Yep. Watched All American. Sparked what up. food did you have? I think we had already had our dinner downstairs. With the kids so when we came up here it was just more so like our little nightcap you know cool. um, but yeah it was really nice and it was just again the vibe for me the vibes so what's your favorite thing to do together Gucci. Mm. what did he say don't you repeat it Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't heard that since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, man be killing me. <laughs> get it together, Shanice. You get it together. together. <laughs> I'm together. It's him, Shanice. It's him. It, I see. It's Lord him. help. You said this shiny <laughs> time. This ain't my notary podcast. This is my hot and heavy steaming podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure you see me all right. <laughs> um, I think our favorite thing to do is to travel. To travel will be number one. What you said? Yes. You said eat them. No, she said you? to do. Your favorite thing to do together, right? Right. Well, yeah, I was going to say eat. to travel and then to eat. <laughs> travel oftentimes is traveling to eat. We like to travel to new places to try new restaurants, you know, new things there. So any new adventure, we're always down for that. And I think just hanging out with our kids, like mm. she'll get her individual time with the kids. I'll get my individual time with the kids. Mm. We'll, we try to get our one-on-ones with the kids. Oh, good, yeah. It's nothing better than doing everything as a unit yeah. together, right? Like that's a whole vibe. It's a lot from time to time. But I think they really value that time. We absolutely value that time. And just like we were talking on the, on the podcast yesterday, when other Black OGs mm-hmm. see us as a unit moving together, they're like, yeah. yeah. Y'all do that. Y'all do that. You know, and that's real because I see the same thing when I see another, other units. It ain't got to be Black if they Black even better. But even if they're not, just saying like, damn, y'all really doing the family thing because that's not what's popping out here. You know, the whole family unit, being a unit, being one is not popping. What's popping is flying each other out and being messy and all that shit. So, yeah, 
trying to stay away from that. And again, push what we love. This is what we love. This is what we love. This is what we are. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's nothing unnatural about it. Like, shit, we, wherever we go, we take our kids. All our mm-hmm. events, our kids is there. We yeah. try to go on vacation and take our kids. So many people, so many of our peers that, well, we vacationing. We out without the kids. I'm like, I feel bad. Yeah. Like, I want them to experience that shit, too. Yes, that yeah. part. And just like um, everybody's saying, like, with your daughter, I want my daughter to experience hella shit so she ain't surprised by a trip to Miami. Right? Yes. Come on, say that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just doing shit with the fam. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a cheat code because you're letting them get these experiences so they know they're not surprised by little shit. Yeah. And it's a great bonding experience for all of us as a, in general. And, it, and it's great content, right? We content creators, so even better. So it's boop, boop, boop. Knock out all I three. love that. So what do you guys do when, like, the other person is stressed? Like, Tina, what would you do if he's stressed? Like, to lighten his load or to uplift his spirits? Well, I do know that he likes um, touch. You know, that's his thing. So I try mm-hmm. to massage or, you know, just encourage him to take some time to himself. For the most part, um, Glenn is one of those people. He wears this poker face. And it's <laughs> kind of hard to read. Even though I've gotten really good at it. I've gotten really good at determining, like, something's off. I'm not sure what, you know, what it is. But. I can't hide it no more. Yeah. She knows you too well now. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I try to either offer him a moment to himself or encourage him to go to the gym. Like that's one of his places where he goes and release a lot of, you know, stress and stuff. But most importantly, just physical touch. Cause I know he needs that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's become a moment of like recharging a little. So we've gotten in the habit of even just sitting there and kind of just holding each other or whatever, and not even saying anything to each other, but just sitting there. I love those moments though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's recharging to the both of us because sometimes I may not understand like what's going on, but I'm like, look, I just I need a hug. Like I just need a hug and that'll make it all better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um just trying to be more present in the moment, you know, because we can rush through life so fast. We look back, our oldest son is five already, and I'm like, damn, that was five years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, we rush and it's the hustle and bustle every day. We wake up, hurry up, get ready, go to school. Okay, now you're home. All right, come on. He's just lunch. Okay, now take that. Okay, now I gotta do this. <laughs> hustle, yeah. hustle all day long. And so, um, Lynn has really taught me how to slow down and be in the moment. And so I try to do that, you know, for him and just allow him to just be. Yeah. Cause I know sometimes I don't even like, you don't have my spouse don't have to say nothing to me, right? I just need you there. I just need you there in the moment with me. You know? So yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so about Oh, look, you just about to skip over my part. <laughs> oh. You know he got something to say. You know he it. always got I'm something to say. Come on, Glenn. I'm trying to give the bros some jewels out there so they know how Come to on, do what you it gotta to do. Okay. But again, it's going back to our love language. She likes acts of service. So mm-hmm. One of the things that I, I really love about her and admire about her, she's not into the material shit. She's not into the name brand shit. Oh, Gucci, yes. I don't give a fuck about none of that. But she give a fuck about is some flowers, some <laughs> shrimp, some wings, something so light. You know what That's I mean? That's my type of girl. 
So it's just little things like, okay, cool. She might be down and out. What's the problem to go buy some flowers real quick? You know, that always comes from a good place. And that always, even if it's temporary, that's going to let me, that's going to let her know, wow, even while he out, he's still thinking about me. Yes. He enough to, or he cared enough to get some flowers or bring me some dessert or bring me a Fanta mm-hmm. or bring me some wings or whatever it might be. Some wine, it's always something, right? And um, that's what I just tend to do, right? And then I'd like to knock out two birds with one stone, right? Touch is everything to me. So, hence, you got to massage, you got to rub. I love the rubber feet, so I'm busting them dogs down, busting their lower back down, you know, whatever, whatever. So, anything that could ease ease some shit, ease the tension, make our household a little bit better and easier on one another. I like to try to do, but I'm not going to sit here and lie like, oh, it's, it's just magic every single time. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we be mad at each other. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes days to get over some shit, which we're trying to get better at that. It'd be I'm going to say, that be for you. Yeah, I'll be mad. He be mad. I'll be like, come on. Can we just Like, that was yesterday. <laughs> you want to go downstairs and sleep on the couch. <laughs> I don't care. I'm stretched out. got the whole king size bed to myself. Right? <laughs> and I wake up, and I be like, you still met? <laughs> got his little grippy face. <laughs> okay. Then I try to cook some breakfast. And then that kind of eased it a little bit. That then, food, baby. That food. Girl, but no. Girl. If you ladies, if you want to know how to ease that, two letters. That's it. That always fixes yeah. all the pain. Yeah, it does. And it's never going to stop. It's, it's simple. We talk about men being simple. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink the process. Whatever mm-hmm. shit is fucked up, you know what her love language is and what she likes. I'm speaking for all men. Ain't no man going to tell you anything different than this. You want to ease his tension and get him back to recharge and reboost and ready to take on the world and conquer the world and do whatever you want him to do? Two letters. That's it. You know, Shanice. Huh? Do you know the two letters? What's the two letters? I'll let y'all say it. B J. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew what it was. I was like, right. let y'all say it. I want to be sure. too graphic. I'm just making sure. Oh, Chinese. Some people are probably like, well, what's the two letters? R F. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, never mind. Okay. Hey, he was in tech, right? I T. No, y'all can talk <laughs> freely on this podcast, okay? Be yourself. I already knew what that was, but I was like, yeah, let me let them say that. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about business. So how did the Black Business Click come about? Like, who idea was it? Was it like both of y'all idea or like did Glenn or you, Tina, bring it up first? Like, how did that come about? So before we started Black Business Click, I had an online boutique selling women's clothing and accessories. And so with that, um, we needed a way to market it. And so Glenn was like, hmm, how about we create a promo account? Because that was right before the pandemic hit in 2019. Okay. And so um, 2018, 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And so um, with that, he was like, let's create a promo account where we can promote your business and market other businesses as well, other Black-owned businesses. Okay. So um, we would always travel and seek out Black-owned business to patronize anywhere we work, whether it was a restaurant or whatever, right? Because we feel these we like to eat most of the time at the restaurant. <laughs> um, and so we got in the habit of kind of like doing reviews and stuff like that. And 
we're big about circulating our dollars within our community and, you know, just building an economy, making sure that our people got what we need. And so that was kind of how Black Business Click was born. Nice. We know you got something to say, Glenn. I was just going to say, no, that's it. I mean, for the most part, long story short, yeah. Um, I mean, we started with promoting her business. We started with promoting the people's businesses around us Mm -hmm. and other social media accounts here and there. And um, it just grew. It just really grew and really took off. We used to do it for free. Mm -hmm. Then we started charging for a dollar and two dollars. Then we started doing 20 for 20, which went crazy. That's when we started making money. Like, wait. I get 24, 24 That's for when we $20. found out we had a real business. Yeah, right. Wow. Business because people were signing up like crazy for that 20 for 20. Shout out to Shanti Refuge Journals. Shout out to Ant Walker. Shout out to Tracy Ambrose Raff. They've been rocking with us since the 20 for 20, literally when we first. Nice. <laughs> uh, we appreciate them so much. Just all our family really for continuing to support the movement over time. But yeah. Yeah. And getting that 20 for 20 now. Hell mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Not I can't get that. No. <laughs> the reason why we moved to subscription, I'll be completely honest, Shawnees, was because the people that came along with the 20 for 20. You know, mm-hmm. with us being in a pandemic, everybody started a business just to kind of help offset the cost of their life. Because right. either they were working, right? And then you know, it was a lot of free money on the streets, but people wanted to start businesses just so that they can really have something to do. So they didn't have the business mindset. They hit us up at one o'clock in the morning. Hey, I don't see my post. Hey. And it's like, bruh, <laughs> you spend $1 for each post. Like, chill, you know? Calm down. Yeah. Um, we got away from the 20 for 20 because of the types of people that came along with that. And then we wanted to be able to add more value. So that's why we said, hmm, we've been able to build our platform. Let's teach other entrepreneurs how they can build their platform as well. You know, let's create a community so then that way they can come and connect with other business owners, you know, tell other people about the things that they're doing. They can collaborate with other people, get in the room with some people, come Mm -hmm. to some events and things. Here are some guest speakers. Um, just add more value to our community. And so we weren't able to do that offering the 20 for 20. So that's when we redid our whole business model. And yeah, what you see us offering now is what it is. It's working. So have you guys had got like any flat or um, before because of your name since it's black business? Because you know how they be. So talk about that. <laughs> People always ask, well, why is it called the Black Business Click? Oh, well, do I have to be a Black business owner to be part of it? It was a namesake. You know, and there's a necessity for us to have spaces for us. Too often do we have to code switch in society. So, yes. Absolutely. Black Business Click is for Black business owners. And yeah, the name says it all. And so for us, we got tired of that. We got tired of having a code switch. We got tired of having to explain ourselves to people. And, you know, of, of course, unfortunately, um, we don't have to, I guess, really worry about 
government funding or anything because we are independent. We don't really have people always ask us, well, why isn't it called? Why don't you guys have a white business click? Because we're not white. We're not white. You know, but like I was saying, I think that um, because we are independent, you know, we don't rely on government funding or anything like that. We have the flexibility, you know, to be able to do what we do and offer our services to who we offer them to. It's not to say other groups of people can't be part of what we're doing. Absolutely. We're not saying that. Right. Um, it's just the advertising, the marketing is for black owned business owners. But if you're trying to learn how to grow your business using social media, you need some of the tools, some of the strategies, some of the resources that we have, absolutely. You know, that's available to anybody. But of course, you know, some people feel the need to make it about them. Yeah. And you can tell, you can tell them out of the way whether they're making it about them and it's a genuine, or if it's a genuine concern, like I want to be part of this idea. We have all types of people that come to our networking chills and, you know, other events and stuff that we have. And we absolutely appreciate them because it lets us know what we're doing is working. You know, that part. it's working. But yeah, we get a lot of backlash about being called black business. Plate. And I think that's the biggest issue because. Why can't we be called black business click? And like we, I've said it plenty of times, there's content out there that says it. If you go in any big city mm-hmm. in the U.S., you have a China, you have a whole Chinatown, right? Yeah, you do. A whole little Korea. You got a Mexican market in every hood. They fine. They sell and patronize to their people. And nobody say anything. But the minute that you say black this or black that, it's a problem. And it's like, well, why? Well, that's racist. Okay, but nothing else is racist. Huh? Okay. Right. We need, like you said, we need a space where we can be our authentic selves. We can show up as our true selves. We have something that's for us where we feel comfortable. It is yeah. what it is. And that's what we're trying to build. We're not trying to build. That's what we have built and what we're going to continue to build. Mm-hmm. I like that. So how do you guys separate those business from your personal relationship? It's challenging. It's challenging. Uh, we spoke about that too. You know, it's hard to turn the business off sometimes. When we're in the bed, we talk about, oh, well, you know, we got this call with this person tomorrow or we have this meeting, you know, oh, you know, the deadline is coming up for this and that. And I mean, it's hard. It's challenging because that's our day to day. That's everything. Right, and we okay. do it together, right? Mm-hmm. If we if we were doing two separate businesses, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as much, mm-hmm. you know, but since our business thrives off of us and mm-hmm. people buy into us together. We have to have those conversations, but it's crucial to set boundaries so we know it's a time and a place, right? So it's a time to do our business from nine to five or whatever, whatever. But come this time, we got to shut it down. We got to yes. shut the conversation because, again, phone going to ring, her phone going to ring, my phone going to ring. It's cool, it's cool. But at some point, you got to establish some type of boundary. So because it's hard, it's hard. Our, our business is very personable. We're very accessible. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what stands, that's what helps our business stand out, stand out from others. Mm-hmm. Because we want people to know, look, we are accessible. It's cool. Chop it up with mm-hmm. us. Call us. It's good. But we have to be intentional about setting those boundaries because, again, it can very much go into the relationship. And that's the last thing that we want. So we still have to be very intentional in making our time for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, some, and not so much about us and the business and the kids. 
is no, it's us is our time and it's our time and from this time. And then shut everything else down. We get back to it at nine in the morning, whatever. So yeah, it's a hell of a challenge. It's a big ass challenge, but it's something that we continuously work through. Man, that's what I'm working on myself. <laughs> Cause it's hard for me to turn it off. I'll be tossing and turning thinking about a meeting or a signing I gotta go to. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. I should have be on your mind all night. Like, yes. Man. yes. I gotta do this in the morning. I'm worried about this. And the way I am, if I got shit in my mind like that, that shit'll keep me up all night. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, like when I do be going downstairs, it's, I can't sleep. <laughs> thinking about this, thinking about that. Oh God! I, <laughs> I see Tina's face. <laughs> no, I only say that because you know how you roll over and then you you be thinking you gonna touch you know, something. Yes. Like where you at? It's cold on your side, right? <laughs> That's all. Y'all so cute. I love y'all. <laughs> all right. Well, then we gonna wrap it up, and I want you guys to tell the people about what you got going on. Come on, tell them somebody. Glenn, Tina, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> First and foremost. If you're a black business and you're looking to be in a space with other like-minded black entrepreneurs, black business owners, be a space where you can be on, most importantly, our black business branches in July. This is an event that you absolutely do not want to miss. You want to make sure in your room, in the room, we have phenomenal speakers, we got phenomenal food, and we are even better vibe. So you want to make sure that you're in the, in the room for that. Um, Every first Friday. We yep. host Network and Chill. Yeah. Make sure you're following us on Instagram across all social media platforms. That is Black Business Click. C L. Say it louder, girl. U E. Black Business Click. C L I Q U E. On all social media platforms. Yes, I love it. Thank you guys for being on my podcast. Okay. And so you guys need to tune in for episode six. Okay. I'll see you guys later. Bye, y'all. Thank you for having <laughs> me. <laughs>